Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Uh, we're recording in studio. Yep. Watching Dallas Phoenix play game two of the NBA playoffs. Of course, two. we'll talk about that. Yep. No more wolves. We'll talk uh-huh. about that. Yeah. Probably save my account some money a little bit. Uh-huh. Run through all the playoff series. Talk a little twins. Talk a little steel deal. Is this, is this what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yes. a wild, wild baby hockey. Hockey at wild update. It's hockey been a while. playoffs might be the easiest money made all night. Yeah, all year. Oh shit. Fuck. All right. So let's talk about live bets. That's going on. Uh, start with the ones here. Yep. You heard just the explicit or explicit expletives, expletives, yes. expletives. Um, I had a weird feeling of going under in the first half of this Phoenix Dallas game. Mm-hmm. It's not completely dead. Doesn't look great. Yep. Um, we're still in the first quarter, but they're scoring some points. They're going back and forth. The pace is up. Yep. I'm also going with Dallas. I don't yeah. know, Nick. Did you get any player props in this one? I, I didn't did. Get any. I got a bunch of them. That's what I was really betting. I got. Uh, oh, let me roll through them quick. Here we go. Doncic, Doncic over fifty-one and a half. Doncic over thirty-three and a half points. Aiton over nine and a half rebounds. Aiton over twenty and a half points. Finney Smith over five and a half rebounds. Uh, and under one eleven. And a half first half. Hmm. That's what I have right now. And and the wild money line. Wild. Easy steal. Should we talk about the heat? That those ones that we had going? <sighs> yeah, I think you can take it away because yeah. that was brutal. <laughs> Didn't uh I don't brutal. know. We, we did a bunch of I wanted to do Tyler Hero player props, mm-hmm. couldn't find it on our great site. And so we had to sprinkle in on some other ones. I, I realized it like within the second quarter that if I like Tyler Hero over points, yep. why would I then bet three other Miami Heat players to go over points? It's a great question. Bob. Uh, did it anyways. Those three were Jimmy Butler, Max Drews, Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. And all uh, were under. All hit the under by uh, one basket. One basket would have put any of them over. And the Butler one was... Jimmy had like 12 in the third quarter. He was a couple points away. Needed one in the fourth quarter. One point. Yeah. He got fouled with two and a half minutes left. The Heat were up 15. They were going to pull everybody after it. So he just needed to make one of these free throws. Missed both. Yeah, that was... That That was was an absolute dagger. Fucking A. That's just... 32-28 32-28 and then first half. It's funny. So st- still in the NBA playoffs, these guys like don't want to hurt their percentages. Yeah, and they don't shoot the It's three. insanity, dude. Dwayne like, Wade always shot it because he knew his three-point percentage was bad. You sh- I don't get, like, think how stupid that is. Like, if, the ga- if that was the fourth quarter, there's no chance they don't get a shot up. Yeah. So why on earth? 
I don't get it. I'll never understand it. Hurts the percentage. So what we just saw, in case you, we didn't explain well enough, they just didn't shoot the ball with like one second left, and they're on like a little short of half court because they didn't want to hurt their shooting percentages. And it's yeah. like it's, they let it go like a half second after the yeah, buzzer, so it doesn't count. So it's really clear it's not gonna count. But it's like yeah, we'll just see. Yeah, let's look at some cheers if yeah, it goes in. Yeah, get the highlight reel, but yeah. you know, not gonna hurt. Nothing. It just drives me insane. Not gonna count for anything. <sighs> All right, so should we do some uh, look at the Wolves then? Yeah. So we looked at our live bets already. Wolves lost game four, or not game four, game six. Series lost 4-2. Um, Brutal. Do we start with the bad or start with the good? Uh, why don't we... Start with the good. Start with the good. Okay. What did we of, say? Of the game or the series? The series. Got it. The series. I'm doing cumulative. Kind of the season, actually. Okay. The season, we said this on the pod a couple times. What would be considered a great series or a, great, a successful season? Yes. Getting outside of the playoff or getting outside of the play in, right? Into the real playoffs, the big boy playoffs, yep. and making it competitive. Yep. I think we actually even said six games. Like if we lost six games to like Golden State or Memphis, yep. or even Phoenix, like it. Seemingly, seemingly be successful. What made it hurt so much more is we really should have won the series. Yeah, and I I would take back like the teams you just laid out where Memphis Memphis is always going to hurt because they're not older than us. No. And I mean, they might be younger than us. They that are. Would, we got Pat Bev and yeah. Torian Prince. Kind of well, and years. and Cat and D'Lo aren't, you know, they're not third-year guys. They're, yeah. But uh, I was – so this is where I struggle. Yes, it was technically a positive year, right? Mm-hmm. Where I struggle with it is if this was a positive year, and I know everybody wants to move on, and I'm moving on, but I'm bringing it up one more time. <laughs> if this was considered a positive year, which I've seen from a lot of the reporters, John Krasinski, uh, all of them, then why the fuck were we winning games at the end of last year? Because if this is a positive season, that means we're so far away from a title that we really are missing another big piece which will come into play when we discuss in our next segment Mm. discussing trades you will see that boy it'd be nice to have one more thing so that's where i struggle where yeah this is a success but i gotta be honest if last year when we were winning those games and pissing away our draft pick i wish it would have been a poll like hey what is a success next season like that question should have been asked yeah and it probably was, and they were just so desperate for the fucking wins and the short-term, you know, gain in fandom. Yeah. Uh, but I'll just never, never get over that. So, yeah, I think it's a success, but, it, again, it just shows how much they fucked up last year to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was a, a success but yeah it hurts let's talk about the shortcomings obviously the blown leads in the fourth quarter uh, yeah are a huge thing first like, time in nba history dude and the shots that we take when that happens in the fourth 
Like, you see what Ja does, and he's doing it against Golden State. Like, he's taking it right to the hoop, and he's attacking and putting pressure on the defense. And even if his shots don't go in, he's clearing defenders out of the way when he's uh, driving, and that opens up the way for his guys to get the old glass and put it back in. Yes. Or he's going to the free throw line and making easy bunnies. We're taking – we're wasting the shot clock, and then we're getting into the hands of, like – Pat Bev or Jaden McDaniels, who played really well, but like guys who aren't necessarily shot creators. Yep. With like three seconds left, it's like, oh, you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, and I'm just trying to find where is this the Wolves? So our shots are terrible. They had they were terrible all series. I don't know. D'Lo is a big part of that, where he's. Orchestrating the offense, yes. he kind of gets us in a flow, and he sometimes takes a long time to oh, get us started. Forever, dude. I don't know. It seems like whatever offensive action that we were running in those scenarios never was working anyways. No. Like, and- create stuff to get guys' action going to the hoop. I mean, that last game, we were outscored in the fourth quarter 40-22. to 22. By 18, so we got scored by 18. Yep. Rebounds on the game. Grizzlies had 55 rebounds on the game. We had 37, so we were out-rebounded by 18. And we were out-rebounded in, like, all the games, and that's one thing I do want to touch on here. And I, I do understand that maybe our personnel isn't ideal. It's not. They're way stronger than we are. But they're, it, like... Golden State has out rebounded Memphis in both games, which is crazy because they it's have, they've run out lineups where it's been like Gary Trent at the five. It's like Draymond's your big, yeah, and like oh maybe we get Kevin Looney in Not for Gary, Gary Payton, yeah, Payton guy, yeah, but. If Draymond's your biggest guy and you're out rebounding the team, not only did Memphis out rebound us, they like come crushed us. It, it wasn't even they're out rebound the diff and that to me is just like heart and want to to a certain degree right i'm not saying we have to out rebound memphis but like could we lose by maybe four yeah instead of fucking 15 that and then you cut down that's 11 possessions right i'm just wondering you're right keep going and i to me, that we we all bet Anthony Edwards over rebounds going into the last game because he made his thing like, oh, I'm gonna have so many more rebounds. And they just stopped. He didn't try at all the entire game. Yeah, he didn't try in the first quarter at all. It was a total bullshit and whatever. He had a and a, he's one of our bigger guys. Like you're yes. talking about like muscle, like yep. strength because we have height. Like Vanderbilt's not short. McDaniels isn't short, but they're not strong guys. Those guys no. weigh like as much as I do. And, and cats only gotten worse over the years. He's t- this year was his first year under 10 rebounds a game averaging. Yeah. Which is starting to turn into Dirk. Like he's slowly transitioning to that. Um, but it just like, Ah, I don't know how you let it happen, and it just feels like that's a Minnesota thing not to have the heart, not to, like, do the dirty work. Yep. And even in the game to send you home, we still just don't. 
I think there is something to say about just like the Warriors striking a little more fear into Memphis. I don't know how that translates with rebounds, but it's that is kind of shocking. I wonder if it has to do with how they play. It it could be. I think it's something too of like so we there was one position where Delo there was a ball to him. And, I mean, he jumped literally three inches off the ground, Mm -hmm. and the guy right over him grabbed it. That was with, like, five minutes left in the game. Absolutely critical thing. It led to three points. And Cat's super long three with, like, five seconds into the shot clock. Yeah. with I, I will say the only thing about that, I hated the shot, but... I can understand the fuck it. I'm just going to get a shot up here. Yeah. I can live with that more than Cat at the beginning of the fourth quarter, where he cost us six points out of the gate with the shitty um, outlet pass that got picked. (laughs) And then he airballed the three the next time down. They banged home two threes. And it was, we went from a 10 point lead to a four point lead in a. Do we just score again? Yeah, wild. 4-0. Jeez. Um, it, it went to a four-point lead in a matter of literally 20 seconds. All because, fourth, yeah. all because on paper our best player just didn't play like our best player. And then the rest of the fourth quarter, the 11 and a half minutes after that, you're basically in like this really tight game. That was a double-digit game, and it was like our best guy fucked it up. And I just don't... That was such a massive error that I think... Yeah, I think that cost us, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean... But the rebounding thing, I'm again, Golden State didn't need to win game two. They already won it, and they still out-rebounded them. That's shocking. I didn't know that. That's shocking. Two in a row, they they in both games they out rebounded them by five rebounds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when there's only fifty rebounds in a game, that's ten percent. So they're out rebounding Memphis by ten percent, where Memphis is out rebounding us by like thirty percent, and it's just. I, I think a lot of that is in the fourth <laughs> quarter too, because. Those fourth quarter rebounds are the ones I wanted to see, like a quarter by quarter breakdown for the rebounds. But yeah, I, it's just, yeah, it's frustrating, man, because it feels like it's something we could control. It's weird because Ja seems to be is playing better in the first two games yeah, against way Golden State than he did against any of the games against Minnesota. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think if that has anything to do with it because Bain is definitely not the or hasn't been the no. same guy. Brooks got ejected pretty much with the start of the game last game. Jaron Jackson has turned into kind of the guy against Golden State. He had an awesome game. He had his game one was amazing. <clears throat> he had like seven threes. I don't see that series going seven. I think yeah. Golden State. Five or six, I could see him sweeping at home, and then that game five will be yeah at at Memphis will be pretty interesting to see. Yeah, so I'm talking about that one. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I think. Uh, I what was the most disheartening thing of that series for you? Disheartening. What, yeah, was it the rebounding? Was it the dumb play? Was it uh, the it just doesn't seem like 
it seems like this is who Cat is. Uh, it reinforced this is who D'Lo is. But Cat's not the, like, Cat. Yeah, okay, so this is who Cat is when it comes to, yeah, he's a, still a valuable player, but he has, like, those fuck-ups in games where, like you said, in the start of the fourth quarter, it really turns, like, a blowout or a potential blowout win to, oh, now this is a game. In 30 seconds. Or the fact that he averaged under 20 points in the series. But how are you, like, putting him in that situation or in that scenario to, like, make those decisions? I don't know. Well, yeah, but, like, okay, the first decision was he just grabbed a rebound and and threw to the defender like a fucking absolute rookie play. Yeah. And then he airballed the next shot, and it's like... The dis the mo- okay I'll answer the question the most disheartening thing was D'Lo, yeah because I think we've said throughout the year D'Lo's like low key been one of our most valuable players and yep. he's actually been not terrible on defense he's had moments um, offense I think in that uh, Clippers game he was a guy who might have been our low key MVP in that Clippers game kind of keeping it alive in the second quarter. Obviously, he just played terrible throughout the entire Memphis series. Yeah. Up to the point, like the worst period, uh, quarter four, he got benched for the last six minutes for McLaughlin. And it should have been, well, I think it was the last four and a half, but he got to play like a minute and a half to two minutes and like completely fucked it up. It's terrible. I mean, it was like the worst two minutes I've ever seen. Yeah. You could tell like he knew he was on the block. Yeah. But then we were all like, don't put him in. While we were watching it, we were like, don't put him in. Yeah, McLaughlin's playing great. Yep. And Finch did it. Um, Yeah, the D-Lo thing. It just... I think it'll lead into our trade discussion, but I don't know that you I don't know he can be a part of the team if you're gonna win yeah. going forward. Um part of that is his contract's gonna be up after this next season. What is he gonna resign for? And then if Ant is gonna be who you want Ant to be, Delo's just uh impeding that. I agree. So here's what I was going to say too is like also most like disappointing of the series is Ant's not taking more of the reins, I think. Come was, late game. Ant was kind of disappointing. He played well, like he had numbers and stuff, but you talked about it with the rebounds, but even offensively, it's like we when we need a bucket, dude, you should be our guy. And we bet all his props and everything. And we really watch some of the games. Yes. And when you're really tuned in on somebody and you don't just look at the final box score or you don't look at like just the made shots, you watch him. There was a lot of stuff there that wasn't awesome. And he's young. I get it. That's that's why it's not the most disappointing. He yeah. Is really no, young. no. There's no way he could be with yeah. everything else that transpired. But there's a lot there that. I didn't. He's lazy. I'll be honest. He just is. I think he gets more tired as the game goes on, and he stops driving to the hoop because he starts yeah. by going to the hoop, and then he starts settling for those jumpers, yeah. not rebounding as much. There's those second unit. I don't think it, we saw it. I think the game you're talking about when we were really tuning in was, was game two. 
Yeah, I think well, it's and, the, and the last game because I had his Where rebounds. He's playing in a, like with the second unit. Towns is yeah. out. D'Lo might even be out. And he's in yep. the corner. Yep. And they're running like pick and rolls with like McLaughlin or Pat Bev and Nas Reed. Who's insane. Malik Beasley and Torian Prince. And we're like, why is Ant just sitting in the corner? Yeah. At you least pos- use him to create and pass it to some of those guys out on the wings. Uh, possession I, after possession. Something can be learned going into next year, which I think will help everybody. It's the hierarchy between like Cat and Ant. Yes. Like it's got to start switching over to Ant a little bit more, and he's got to. He does. Be more aware. He, he needs to. I to be honest, I don't even know how he gets so tired because. He re- he doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time. He's not dribbling to create for everybody. He kind of gets it, and he either shoots it or does his own thing. So, he, I mean, he does have to get into better shape. If that was – it's either he's tired or he's not off ball. He just doesn't do anything. If he's tired, he's got to get in way better shape mm-hmm. because – his you I don't actually. This is I'm gonna look this his up. Usage. Yeah, I'm gonna look up what his usage rate is. Not that that necessarily like. Is gonna, while you're looking that up, McDaniel's played really well. I think he's gonna well, find himself in. Did he play well? And I don't know the answer to this. Did he play well, or did he have like a, he hit the bunch of threes the last game? He hit a bunch of threes. I think he's one of the guys who's to blame for the rebounding thing. Yep. Because if he's out on the floor, and I think that last game he was out on the floor for 33 minutes, yep. and you only have four rebounds as like a six foot nine yeah. guy, and you're easily our second tallest guy in that lineup. I mean, yeah, it's terrible, dude. It's, it's not great. McLaughlin had five. McLaughlin out rebounded, yeah. Yeah, it's so much of just want to. So his usage, I need to compare it to something. It's 27. Um, John Morant usage. And again, usage rate doesn't actually mean like how much they have the ball in their hands. How are we looking here? For what? The, the oh. over-under. 4381. Eh, eh, it's, 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 it just needs a little slower. But we're hanging. He needs um, to slow it down. Yeah. So Ja... Bumped up. <clears throat> Drives per game. Damn. So we did the we said the thing about how like six games being losing like Minnesota, even though they're the older team, is like the Memphis of last year, where yeah. they kind of played well, frisky. They pushed a higher seed team to six games and lost. And now Memphis this year, like Ja, for as bad as he played. In the series, at, in stretches, he knew like fourth quarter when it was his time to be aggressive. Yeah, and that's something that Ant needs to figure out. Like Ja had his large periods of bad and no show game, but then when it mattered most, he at least tried to make stuff happen. Okay, so just really quick, back to kind of usage that sort of thing. Uh, NBA calculates drives per game. Um, the leader. Do you do you have a guess how many drives per game the leader in the NBA takes? I I would not have I don't even know what it would have been. What just throw of drives per game? Yeah, five. 
24 is the leader. <laughs> Who do you think is the leader? Giannis. He is not. He's not even in the top. What do you call it? What constitutes a drive? Actually? Yeah, that's what. So obviously, I was way off. Yeah, see, or uh, Shea Gilgis is the leader. Is the leader. Luca is second. Ja is third. Um, they average over twenty a game. How many do you think Ant is at? Giannis is at eleven. Oof. I'm guessing that's because he starts inside. Oh. I'm I'm assuming that would make sense. Damn. Uh, but Ant, probably, I'm going to say per game, I'll give him 10. That's what it is. His, the way he and should. And what is like John Luca? Like 21, 22. Yeah, he needs way more. Uh, like Donovan Mitchell. Basically, everybody that. Is kind of where the type of player Ant should be. He should be at a minimum 15 a game. That's like low end. And really, he should be high teens. That's a great stat. That's a great number. That's the thing that I've been trying to say, that we've been trying to say, like that will help for better offense. Because that'll open up, it'll give Towns a better opportunity to be a catch and shoot guy from inside out action. Yeah. You could even utilize D'Lo a little bit more that way. Like yeah. all the offense should be going through those drives and create scenarios. The guys he's around are um, Jalen Brown, C.J. McCollum, Reggie Jackson, Dennis Schroeder, Lugens Dort, Markel Fultz. A lot of guys that don't go finish. Right, they're like pulling up if they drive. Yeah. Um, and that he's just way too physical to be that. Yeah, so that that needs to change. Hopefully, Finch listens to the podcast and makes some looks at the, yeah looks at that a little bit. What's What'd the you, most disappointing thing for you? Did you say that already? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm gonna go. I I just think the the heart and activity. Um, being scared of the moment, it seems in the fourth. Yeah, and that leading to inactivity and not because look at Memphis. Memphis was like scared in a way, like nerves got to them. The difference is they just didn't they didn't quit and they just kept coming. Yeah, like they didn't care and they basically just bullied their way to a win. Um, and we could we could be we could do everything they can do. That's what I think is just the rebounding thing. And just seeing our guys not want it mm-hmm. or not want it as bad as somebody else because I think that's always been a flaw with our guys uh, is, like, talk the talk but not walk the walk. We're Memphis. They talk a ton of shit, but, I mean, yeah, they might not win, but at least they fucking back it up. And they don't, like, you know, walk away scared. Uh, I would say Towns is disappointing, but that would mean I have, like, actual expectations for him, which... <laughs> we all know I don't. So, all right. Well, let's do our postseason thing. Looking at the roster, talk about potential trades. What I think, like, when I was when you brought up the trades thing, the number one thing that I thought of about, like, all right, so what do the Timberwolves need? Yep. I was thinking like strength, like just some dude with like muscle, because Cat 
not necessarily a muscular tough guy. McDaniel's Vanderbilt, pretty small when it comes to like muscular. Like the, Anthony Edwards is probably our strongest dude besides him. They are, but you gotta two. You gotta find the guy that's like that, but also can spread the floor. Right? You can't bring in Rudy oh, Gobert. Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. Like he's not. So that's where it gets tricky. Um, and then if you also think about who are the teams that would even look at D'Lo. So I'm, that's what was tough for me. Like I'm, and D'Lo's a negative asset, right? If you trade him, you're not getting anything back in terms of like a positive return. If anything, you may have to give up to get rid of him. Hmm. You, you know, it's is, not, his, is he expiring next year? Yeah, he will be. And but I don't know that that is like this big, like oh, you're expired. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're trading him to a shitty team, the teams that would take him, it's like well, what, they're not free agent destinations. Um, so that's where I struggled. The teams I kind of came up with. Utah. Uh, here I got them written down. Utah. Denver. No, I did just because I figured they're gonna get back Murray, Murray and Porter. They'll probably. I figure they'll want at least one year to like run it with the full team. Um, hold on. Who uh, have you? I was. I said Utah. I was looking at them. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Denver, because even with Murray and what's his name, uh, I think Delo's next thing is like that sixth man, seventh man guy runs with the second unit. So if he accepted that, that would change things. I don't think he's so. If he's there. going to like a Denver type team, like a, that kind of playoff team, like he'd. He'd have to accept that. Yeah, but I don't know that he is mentally there, so I don't know that they'd be willing to take him on. So I went into this under the assumption that he's not there. Where, like, because I think, let's just say Denver was like, yeah, we want to trade for him, and you'd be a six-man. I think he'd be like, well, I'm not <laughs> I'm not interested in that. <laughs> you know what I Because he's in a contract year, too. So, like... If you're him, do you really want to go down to 20 minutes a game? So do you think you go to – you try and Here. find a partner with, like, a shittier team? Yeah, Washington, Orlando, Atlanta. Um, uh, I don't think Atlanta would – Well, Atlanta wants to do a three-for-one. The problem is is Trey Young, like him and D'Lo. Yeah, that would be absolutely dreadful. Um, uh, but those are the type of teams that – like the Knicks, the problem is the Knicks don't. These are the teams that fit where he could possibly go, but you know, a good a number of them don't fit, like Atlanta. So it's like, what? Uh, one trade that I liked that our buddy, that's big Bulls fan, hated <coughs> was for um, fuck, where is it? Kuzma. And I was being really realistic. Washington? Yeah. Where is it? Um, somewhere around here. Oh, here's one. Uh, 
D'Lo, Vandy, Noel, two second rounders <clears throat> for Kuzma and KCP. Now, I know the original thing is like, well, fuck, those aren't like superstars. But if you come at this realistically, like D'Lo isn't a positive. So I understand Kuzma and KCP aren't much, but Kuzma's actually a good rebounder. Yeah, that's what we need after that series. And he can. He's thicker, he can shoot. He just would fit that like four ish thing. I wish he was a little bit bigger. That three four, so you could, yeah. <clears throat> but again, like we're we don't have our pick of like the litter. We're dealing with shitty people. Did anything ever come out with Nas Reed why he was gone that last no, game? No, actually, I didn't even think of that. Because um, I'm trying to, I'm looking at our roster now, <laughs> and obviously we're talking D'Lo. Yeah. Um, but other guys that are potentially like expendable like guys we see going what i think vanderbilt is one of those other guys because of mcdaniels yeah and he can't i like vanderbilt and he any you also got to look at like well who has trade value you know yeah like if you're gonna if you want to get something you have to give something and d-low isn't anything um another one i had was d-low vandy for mike conley and bogdanovich from utah Conley was fucking terrible. Conley looked bad. He was terrible. And he's old now, dude. He is. But in that trade, Bogdanovich, I don't know. Bogdanovich would be great. I don't know. Like, unless Utah decides, all right, we're kind of retooling everything. Well, I think they are if you look at what's going on. At least that's everything. The Utah thing is I just heard it's blow up. Basically, and then you saw blow up and keep Mitchell or blow up. Oh, yeah, and who knows? They might keep, I mean, but everything I heard was like we're going in a different direction, kind of everywhere. And Conley's a zero, he's basically D low. What sucks with Towns is you can't play Towns with like a shot blocking center unless it's like a Bam who can guard on the perimeter. Miles Turner would be perfect because he yeah. can shoot. But, but they're keeping him yes. now with Sabonis. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. That's what I was trying to think about because I would prefer something like that, but he's not a good enough defender. He's really slow-footed. Who? Towns. Yes. Even for his position. Like, just to have one of those guys yes. like Bam Luka. Yeah. Um Dallas, I don't know if uh, there's something there with Dallas. They got a bunch of, like, Finney Smith, Kleber. But, again, part of it is you need Towns to, like, rebound to fix that, right? He needs to play a little bit bigger, which would go a long way. Uh, I mean, he can't average nine and a half rebounds a game. And he just and he always gets beat up by those bigger guys. Yeah. Valanchunas. Like, yeah. Even Adams, when Adams wasn't, I know he was hard to play because of defensively moving, but when he wasn't, their rebounding numbers were even better. Yeah. Or Dallas, you have, like, they just have a bunch of pieces that they play around Luka. Yep. And it, 
I don't know what they. I know you're saying like D'Lo would be a negative, but that that would be another type of team where it's like, all right, you have to be a seventh man coming off well, the bench. Well, think about do you think about like. Well, and I I agree, but you I'm trying to. I can know where D'Lo might play in a team, right? I know where he should slot in, but does D'Lo know that? Does D'Lo know that he shouldn't finish the last six minutes of a playoff game because uh, Jordan McLaughlin's out playing him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're a team, there it goes. If you're a team trading for him. To you can't trade for a guy that is like well no dude I'm not a seventh man I'm a starting point guard so if that changed if he was like yeah I'm a seventh man of the Wolves players who are the guys you don't want to trade and anybody else I don't I'm open to I like McDaniel's I think his value is a little bit inflated from the last game because like I mean he was incredible I mean. Everywhere incredible, but he there's he a needs lot to of be buff. a better rebounder. He needs to be a better rebounder. He does, and he needs to be better at a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a reason. Like he wasn't before that last game. He was a nice piece, but it wasn't like they were talking about like, oh, you're building around McDaniel's and Ant going forward. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that talk, and it was like, fuck, man. If he didn't play that last game, you'd be like, what's the difference between him and Vandy? Yeah. And um, well, realistically, like the Wolves aren't looking to trade Towns. No, they're right? not. So, I like, wish they would, but Towns not. is staying. Pat Bev is staying. Yep. Anthony Edwards is staying. McDaniel's, McDaniels is, is staying. staying. Yep. I mean, honestly, probably like McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, Beasley is probably staying, but Beasley is in that group of guys that I kind of want to stay. Yeah, uh, but then it's like, hey, where are we going to get our like our value, right? Yeah, and Nas Reed. Uh, well, you got to keep them until you get more big guys, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it depends on what you get on a return. Yeah. But he he he'd be up for sure. You could you could trade him. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, you could trade Beasley too. His number would bring you into a different category of player too, because he makes sixteen million. Yep. I don't know. It'll be interesting. <sighs> There'll probably be a lot less going on than what we expect. I could totally see the Wolves just bringing everything back. Yeah, that's probably then, what they will do. And then realize, like, oh, we got to trade D'Lo. <laughs> like, well, the year, and it's his last year, and like. It could be a really down year for the Wolves next year. Really down with year. With the West just coming back strong. To, to go from LeBron, Anthony Davis come back. Westbrook leaves there, so they'll be better. Kawhi. Kawhi, Paul George for the full year. And then Denver getting their guys back. And then the Pelicans, if Zion comes back, the only team that's going to get worse is Utah. Yes. And... The Wolves, it's like, well, how are you getting better? Yeah. And there's only one thing, like we've said the whole time, is Ant. And that was my point back then, and it's the same point now. Like, well, what gets us into these different stratospheres? Cat is kind of cat. He's, you know, he is not, 
Like, he's not going to get quick-footed. D'Lo's getting worse. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, McDaniel. Everybody else is kind of just, like, pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, they, and that's where my whole thing was, like, everything rides on Ant. Everything. And that's where it's like, man, I, w- I wish we were one more piece. Like, that one more piece, dude. Balmaro. Leandro Balmaro. <laughs> yeah. But think about it. If you add... Evan Mobley to this team or Scotty Barnes, whoever the second pick was last year, whoever we take, like think of what that does to this team. Seriously. Scotty Barnes would be amazing. You and just Scotty Barnes would be perfect. Yeah. Evan Mobley would be perfect. Like defensive power forward that plays defense. They'd both be like just awesome. And even if you didn't want them, just think of the asset, what you could get with them. Yeah. Fucking, you're talking, it just, and it's going to sound super dramatic, and it is, but it's also the truth. Like, that's the difference between maybe being a championship contender for five to ten years and a bad season next year, and you're trading everybody, and you're back to square one. Like, those fucking worthless wins can do that. And it's, again, it's like, well, but it's like, it's the truth. Like, you add those guys, think how much you'd love this fucking team. Cat's going to be 27 next year. Yeah. With how many years left on his deal, too? Who knows? He's eligible for the Supermax because he'll probably be uh, all NBA, it seems, to be third team. And that would be, I mean... I hope I really hope we don't re-sign D'Lo like we have with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> We're like for some reason they just like they don't take a pulse of all the fans. It was great to go to the playoffs. Let's try and do that again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're the ten seed. Not how it works. I don't yeah. Know. So more to come. Yeah. Closing season. Uh, somewhat positive. What grade do you give it? The season. Yep. B plus. Maybe A minus. I'd be B plus. Yeah. If we won that, if we, nah. If we won game six and went to game seven, I might have pushed it in the A minus. I'll leave it. That's how close it was to an A minus. Yeah. I'll give it a C plus. I think that's what we should. Season? Yeah. I think that's what we should have done, seventh seed. I don't think we, I don't think that they exceeded my expectations on anything. Hmm. You know, like, I had over on their wins. I think they should have made the playoffs. Like, they they didn't get past the playing game. They, yeah, it did go to game six, but I don't know. I they just, Or they didn't get 50. They didn't do that one thing that was like, oh, that was something I couldn't have foreseen. Game one. I think game one was Yeah, game one. Because there's just complete dominance the whole game. Or, But I'm just looking at as the kind of a hole on everything. Like, even, I mean, winning the playing game, like, that was a good thing. But if I'm, I'm looking as the hole on the stuff, it's like, yeah, we were seven seed that went to six games in round one versus a team that's younger than us. Yeah. And that, when you say it like that, you're like, well, I mean, if that's a fucking B+. Plus, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it kind of is when you... I don't know. But again, I'm always down. Trade Towns. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's look at the... Playoffs are still going on, even though it's not with the Wolves. 
Uh, do you want to take a quick break before we jump into talking about the playoffs or just roll yeah. through? Let's just roll through. Roll through them. Memphis Warriors, we already, already kind of touched on that one. Yep. Um, so we don't have to talk too much about it. It's weird how players' roles have kind of shifted in this series where Jaws much more of an offensive threat in this series. Jim yeah. Jackson is much more of an offensive threat this series, given it's just two games. And Desmond Bain has kind of just went away. Maybe they're just doing a much better job following him. Yeah. Uh, well, it's clearly because we, what did they say? The Wolves, we do like a real like. Blowing up the screen kind yeah, of thing. Whatever yeah, whatever it is. Ja. Uh, the Warriors, Jordan Poole. Like think if Clay was just more of like actually Clay. Like Clay's been pretty bad. Pretty bad. He hit that big three in game one, missed two free throws. Yep. What was his shooting percentage last game? Because he was... I don't think it was good. It was terrible, but I'm trying to remember the exact... I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I mean, thank God they hit with Jordan Poole because they really messed he up with the been, Wiseman thing. Oh, my God. And that was Simmons. Like, I think Wiseman's the best because he is like some in with Golden State that he just fucking sucks them off all the time <laughs> with everything they do. Clay was 5 of 19 from the field, 2 of 12 from three-point land. Yeah, not good. Not great. I mean, Steph Curry wasn't great either. He was 11 of 25. Yeah. 3 of 11 from but, 3. But Clay's looked pretty bad the entire time. Clay just doesn't move well. No. Like, he's moving much more stiff. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I, even with that, I think Jordan Poole helps put the team over the edge. I don't know. Now I'm trying to talk myself into maybe this game, maybe this series does go a little bit longer. Well, the athleticism, I don't know how, <coughs> how does Golden State deal with it stay with them yeah they've been dealing with it yeah they did but Bain i shot the ball seven times last game who did desmond bain yeah no he's like i heard on maybe it was a Simmons pod where they're like is is he hurt it's like well dude i a bad game i don't know that you can just chalk up like is he hurt Every time that happens, I feel like it's a such a Golden State thing. Like they always did that with Curry. Dylan Brooks played three minutes, went 0 for three, and got ejected. <laughs> that's Dylan Brooks. He's for you. he's quickly becoming my least favorite player. Just for whatever yeah, he reason. sucks. Uh, prediction for series Memphis Warriors. Uh, Warriors. I just yeah. I yeah. don't. I think less of Memphis after the Wolf series. Yeah. Um, I'm going Warriors in six as well. I think. Yeah. The home games. I'm interested what those lines are gonna be when the Warriors are at home. Yeah. Um, but I'll be looking to bet the Warriors. Yeah, Other too. one series that we're looking at right now in the West, Dallas Phoenix. Uh one game under are their belts where Phoenix kinda handily took it to Dallas. This game's a little close. It's halftime right now. And Dallas, I believe, is up two. Yes. I liked I kind of like Dallas coming into the series, and then, I don't know, maybe it was Twitter or something, I saw somebody that was just like, this is such a mismatch, and I like thought about it, like, and I wasn't putting, because I was kind of like, well, if Lucas LeBron, he'll be in the finals this year. Yeah. Like, he'll carry, he's due to carry them, like, they always get there early, and like, when you just look at the teams, I mean... It's not even fucking close. Yeah. It's 
what are the after Luca are the next four players all sons? Like Luca, and then you have Booker, Paul, Chris Paul, Aiton, Aiton. It, it's Bridges and Brunson. Who do you want? I yeah, I, I don't know. Probably Bridges. Yeah, me too. Probably Bridges. So it's uh, like that's a that's tough. tough. It's tough, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think Luca's good enough to win one or two of these games. I think yeah. they're going to actually keep this game close today. I, took, I obviously bet them plus six. Yeah. But I don't think – Phoenix seems to have found their groove a little bit better. They're healthy. With New Orleans and Devin Booker back. Like, just that first quarter alone is like, oh, yeah, they're moving much better. It, there seemed to be times when they were playing the Pelicans that with Booker out, they just had a hard time figuring out what they were doing on offense. Yeah. And – those guys like Bridges, and we talked about it last week, Bridges, Crowder, Johnson, Cam Johnson, they're just not capable of creating their own offense. And even Aiton needs yeah. help, needs to get the ball in the right area. It just puts a lot on Chris Paul. So, But with Booker out there, they're much, much more yeah. effective yeah. offense, and that's not a surprise to anybody. So, and that's the Western Conference. What do you think of Golden State being the favorite in the Western Conference? I think that that made a little sense. Um, given how those first-round series went. Obviously, Golden State kind of took a two-gentleman sweep with Denver, and Phoenix struggled, and you didn't know how healthy Booker was because even that last game with the Pelicans, he he played, but yep. I wouldn't say he looked great. No. But now seeing that he's looking like pretty much 100%, yep. I think it's I would take Phoenix. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. Yeah, they have home court, too. And Phoenix isn't going to be scared of the Warriors the way that I think Memphis is kind of a little bit. They will never say it. Gritty, grind, and whatever. I will say Memphis did beat Warriors last year. Remember? Oh, yeah, the playing game. That was just Steph. No Draymond, no Clay. It was, but that was – and that was in Golden State. True. Like, win or go home. That was a pretty – because I think everybody had Golden Golden State State in that one. Yeah. But – and I also don't think Jaws afraid of anybody. You know, it's the Westbrook effect. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm better than all of you. Yeah. So uh, we got Phoenix. Yeah. I'm going sixth in that one. Let's go to the East. Uh, game we saw tonight. Uh, Sixers, Heat, you said earlier, God wish yeah. Embiid was healthy. Yep. It really makes sense. The game wasn't as entertaining. It never was really close. No. They're just different levels without Embiid. Yeah. And um, where Miami's good, they're so deep. I could see that depth. I can see the series uh, whenever they run into some trouble of like, yeah, they have a shit ton of depth, but they're just struggling to score. That's what I was going to say. Here's like Miami's problem is they have a lot of depth. But their best guy is Jimmy Butler, not like the yeah. guy most known for scoring. Yeah. Bam Adebayo, also not the guy most known for scoring. Yeah. And Tyler Hero, who's kind of a heat check guy. Yep. Like, how's he feeling it? Their issue, and I don't think it'll happen this series. No. I think they'll be fine. Maybe they'll lose a game because of it. But when they have to play Boston or Milwaukee, yeah. there's going to be – they have to avoid – Especially like a Boston team who can defend like all positions. 
Yes. And even a Milwaukee team who's just long enough to where they're going to be great defensively, you have to find ways to score. And that is the biggest thing that worries me with Miami. If they're not hitting their three-point shots. I would assume that if it was like a – that Boston series, like how low scoring those games would be. Yeah. Holy shit. It's it, it, my biggest worry because I, I have a future with Miami and I obviously still like Miami, Dwayne yeah. Wade effect. My biggest worry is that they're going to be playing a team like either Milwaukee or Boston. And I still like the team of Miami better. Yeah. But it's going to come down to, well, the other team just has the best player in the series. Yes. Either Tatum or Giannis. Yep. I agree. It, so, I, but nothing, no worry. This series, I think, of Harden slow, yeah. Maxi's good. Harden's done. Yeah, Philly's got to be kicking themselves for dude, that. Dude, what do you do with him? Do you sign him to that max deal? No, I so, mean, but, I, so you just walk away from it, huh? I get. I bet they will. Yeah, they're gonna have to because. That's just brutal. What do they have? They have four. I don't even know because when even guys were talking about it, and I'm talking mostly like Rosillo and Simmons. Yeah. They're talking about bef- like a couple weeks ago when he wasn't like a dead fly on the floor, but they were saying you pay him those or you give him that five year deal, knowing that like the last two or three years are going to be dog shit. Yeah, but it already seems like those dog shit years are like creeping up yeah i mean he's been fucking terrible like maxi's better easily maxi's already better and so i don't know and his trade value is completely shot i think now like he's you're not gonna get the same no ever again no but it's like hey do you take 50 cents on the dollar for him now so you don't have to deal with that contract because he's still a positive asset but he's not the same positive asset. And it's, is it 30 cents on the dollar? What is it? You know? James Harden, D'Lo, Nasri. Nasri. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you could do that. I don't know. They it, were in such a shitty situation with the Ben Simmons thing that they felt like they had to do they did. something. And they did have to do something. But losing Seth Curry, who was good for them, I don't know. Yeah. And just... He's he's terrible, so I feel bad for Embiid. Did you see the clip from Game One where uh, Harden comes out and he sits next to Maxi and Maxi says or he says something? You could hear him say something. He immediately stands up and he goes sit somewhere else. No, I didn't. Yeah, it was. It was Wait, it was say that say that again. Harden or Maxi goes walks by the bench and goes sits down a little further down the bench. Yeah. Harden sits down in one spot, sees Maxi walk by him and goes sits down the bench. Harden stands up and goes and sits next to Maxi. Maxi immediately stands up and leaves and oh, goes wow. and sits back to where Harden was sitting originally. Wow. Obviously just avoiding Harden. No shit. Yeah, that's not great. That's Pretty not great, tell. Bob. Um uh let's see. So Let's go to the. You want to go to the last one? Probably the most competitive, or yeah, I'd say yeah. probably going to be the most competitive series of this round. Memphis Warriors have been pretty competitive, so maybe I'm jumping the gun saying that. But this is the one that I think could go seven: Boston, Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's one-one right now, going into Milwaukee. Thoughts? I think. 
And Smart is out. We don't know how long. Um, is he out for Saturday? I think so. Or Friday? When do they play I, you know, I don't know that, actually. But if he's out, let's just say if he's out, it didn't hurt him last game, which kind of like – Defensive player of the year. I don't know. It's bullshit. Yeah. Half the player, people who vote for those awards are like Boston people. Yeah. Um, that is true, actually. But uh, in a way, it's weird. Like the Celtics keeping this credit for being this deep team, which they are. But in the series versus Nets, I kind of pointed out like they play fucking seven guys. Yep. Are they that deep? And I didn't watch all of the games, but people were saying like that white guy that they got from yeah, San Antonio terrible. has been terrible. Terrible. The Grant Williams guy is yeah. better than I thought he was ever going to be. Yeah. Um, I. Um. I want. Uh, Milwaukee to win. I think Milwaukee is going to win, and here's why. I still think that there's going to be games like the game yesterday where everything seems to be going right and Boston's hitting their threes. But if they're not, we talked about Jalen Brown a week ago or whatever. There's so much on Tatum to kind of create the offense. Yeah. And I think it's harder for him to do it than a guy like Giannis. There is a lot on Giannis, but I think it's much easier for him to kind of force his will and create shots for his other guys. Yeah. And those shots just seem to be more open. Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess. I don't know. It's a weird thing because it, it is. It's like, well, who do you really like on Boston? Like, who? They're fucking trotting out Al Horford yeah. and Derek White and Grant Williams. Like, what is depth are you talking about? Robert Williams. Uh, yeah. Do they even play? Have they played Tice this season or this series? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Which is odd because this is the big squad they're going up. So I don't know what's holding me up, to be honest with the Bucks. Now that we're talking through it, I'm going to bet Milwaukee in this. Yeah. In Milwaukee. I think part of it was I jumped on to Boston because I was so out on them. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be wrong this entire time. Don't overthink yourself or trust your brain, not your heart. Yeah. Like, hey, you're wrong. Make the switch. Trust your brain. But so now it's like, wait, you're switching after three games. This is exactly what you convinced yourself not to. Yeah. And is that hate that's making you switch? So I think I'm so in my own head on it um, that I I probably would just have to go with you and say, all right, you like Milwaukee? You know, book me. If I'm the – for my heat future, I would think I'd much rather play – Boston. Giannis scares me more yeah. than yeah anybody I think left. In the well, playoffs. and if uh, Middleton comes back too, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the tough. thing. If Middleton was with the Bucks right now, like, yeah, that's what I would yeah. pick. It's Drew. Drew Holiday. He had some awesome games last year in the playoffs. Man, he had a lot of shitty games. Yeah, that got overlooked because of whatever reason. And I still kind of have that in my head of like the three for eighteen Drew Holiday game, like every other game, and um, Tatum was really good, and kind of how they dismantled the Nets. Yes, but the Nets 
fucking weren't good. So the Nets, similar to the Wolves, just don't have any physicality at all. They're like terrible defensive guys. You got a bunch of guys who can score. Yep. But they were trotting out lineups with Durant, Kyrie, Goran Dragic, Curry, and Claxton. And it's like (laughs) one of those guys can play defense. One, and it's and he's not even that strong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That'll be an interesting series. Nothing set in stone with these NBA series. So weird that there's not going to be any games tomorrow. That is weird. I I think they screwed up the NFL draft. I think someone got the dates wrong because it makes zero sense. Um, One more thing before we move on. Uh, Here was one more fake trade for the Wolves. If Toronto called up and said, hey, we'll give you... Well, we want D'Lo, McDaniels, Vandy, and a protected a lottery protected first for Siakam. What do you say? Hmm. <laughs> not a ter- not terrible. Not terrible. I'll probably say no. If if you take away the first, what do you say? I'll probably say yes. Because I think really it just comes down to you're trading Siakam and McDaniels with like a little bit of a kicker. And I think Siakam brings some of that toughness that we're lacking. Yeah, I mean, if it's just Siakam for McDaniels, it's a no-brainer. But yeah, like I'm saying, I don't think you'll need Vanderbilt as much if you had him. I don't think you'd... And I don't know, Nas Reed, would we be able to keep him then because he'd be able to mix into the lineup a lot more without McDaniels and Vanderbilt? Yeah. That was another... I would do that one. But but not with the lottery protected. That's my initial thought. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I didn't watch a lot of Siakam this year. Yeah. He's he's Siakam of what you remember. He has a spin move score from the inside. Yeah, he, he somehow he's How tall is he? Six nine? Yeah. Okay. You know, long, rangy. Not not the biggest guy, but like he's if you have a five that can rebound, he's good enough at a four. Again, that's like, hey Towns, we need you to rebound. Because mm-hmm. all these guys all the guys you want to play the four that aren't fucking oversized, well, that requires our center to rebound. So, yeah, something to think about. Nice. All right. Should you go steal deal? Yeah. You want to take a quick break? Quick break, steal deal. All right. And it's time for our favorite segment, steal deal, steal something we love, deal something we don't. Yep. I'm not going to ask you, Nick. I'm just going to say we're starting with steal right now. Love it. Starting with steal. Yeah, uh, I can lead us. Whoa, I am stealing a couple things. Number one is Malik Willis. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder for dropping so far. He was in the fucking green room in Vegas. Like, you only get that if you're like a pretty good shot you're going in the first round. He How much went, money did you lose that on? Oh, uh, uh, what was the final? His guaranteed money was like nine hundred thousand. If he would have went as high as 
his highest projection, it was seventeen million of a signing bonus. If he would have went to um, the Steelers, I think the signing bonus was either seven or ten million. So, you know, it's a tough. People lose money in Vegas, though. <laughs> he just did. He lost more. Uh, but has anybody been invited to a green room and then like would almost? He almost didn't get picked on Friday. Was it the fourth round he got picked? Third, end of the third. Jeez. He was within the last, like, I think 10 or so picks. I mean, who has been invited in the green room and not gotten picked by the next day? That's fucking unheard of, dude. (laughs) Unheard of. Poor guy. So I think he's just, yeah, he's even poorer because he doesn't have as much money. Um but I'm going to steal him uh, just because I think I, that's the ultimate chip on the shoulder. Ultimate. Um, and then my other steal is NFL teams. They finally didn't reach for quarterbacks. That consensus was it wasn't very good. Yeah. And it's the first time in history that they didn't force it, which is like... I don't know. I don't know if it's nice to see, but yeah, I'm stealing it. I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to be like the standout rookies of this draft. It's going to be, I love all the people who are given like, and this gets talked about all the time about like the draft grades on who did well and who did not. Yeah. We talked about this, I think a couple days ago, like you can't, you don't figure it out until You're- like, Two or three years later, really. Your draft grades is just the, your projection on the guys. Yeah, and which who, is why you drafted them in the spot that you drafted them is based yeah. off of your projection, which easily could be wrong. Yeah. Um, my steal, I'm going to stick with NBA. Uh, I'm stealing uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo as the best player in NBA right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know he's won MVP. That doesn't always mean that you're like the best player, but with his championship run, and yep. I was just looking at like the group of players that he plays with and how he makes them like a lot yeah. better. Like the Grayson Allen, Wesley Matthews, even like Javon Carter. Like, I, he just, he's yeah. not going to have like the skill offensively of like the KDs. Yep. And it's the thing that really separates like the the best guys is the consistency and he influences it, winning. He That's does, and this is a term that you know very well from this last NFL draft: the high floor. Mm. <laughs> Kenny he, Pickett. He, he, Kenny uh, Panda Hand Pickett. Kenny Pickett. But Giannis's floor because of the energy and just how physical and good he is it every night he shows up and it just brings you to a level that like yeah we're going to be a top three or four seed in the conference at a minimum every year we're going to compete in every game it just that's true the true superstars who night in and night out they show up where you get guys like I'll, I'll just use Towns as an example. Where one, n- not, I, and it could be other Towns, but like 
it's 30 one night, it's 10 the next night. Yeah. And when you truly get to the superstars, it's 30 every night. It's like Luca. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and it's not just – I could have used diff- – Paul George. 30 – Paul George points. is a better one. The, yeah. There's a bunch of guys that are – and that's the difference between a star and a superstar. Yeah. My other steal is uh, the Twins, Minnesota Twins. Yes. Pitching. Big question mark going into the year. Big question mark every year. But surprisingly, their pitching has actually done pretty well. Guy named Joe Ryan. Yeah. Ever heard of him? I think we got him for Nelson Cruz, which is awesome. Unbelievable. ERA is 1.63. He's 3-1 and on the year. Uh, Guy named Chris Paddock. I don't know. Trade for him. He's in the 3 ERA. Bailey Ober. I don't know. 2.75. Chris Archer, he's pitching tomorrow. He yeah. currently has a 2.93. It's great to have a bunch of pitchers, starting pitchers, yep, below or around the three ERA point. And the Twins are in first place, and their hitting has sucked. So, yeah, save that for my deal. Um, my, do you have any more steals? Nope. I was gonna say Jordan Poole, but it's not really a steal anymore. So, no, but he's there. been awesome. Do you want to lead us with a deal then? Deal. Yeah, I kind of just said it, so I'm going to go right to it. I'm dealing Twins hitting. Uh-huh. Uh, we've been winning games, surprisingly, because of our pitching. Guys like, especially Miguel Sano, I think it might be time to call it. Yeah, I've seen that now. He's, he's batting .093. He has... 21 strikeouts at 54 at-bats, which... Uh, it's a big percentage. It's a big percentage. Correa has 26 and 91 at-bats. Uh, I don't know. There was a... He's he's kind of... You forget how long he's been with the Twins. Yep. Like, you still kind of think he's this young guy, like, really kind of figuring it out. He's 28. Yeah, he's been here forever. And... Yes, like six years ago, I think I remember him blasting home runs in Target Field. Like, dude, this guy's going to be fantastic. His career stats, his, his career average is now 234. Yeah. I just don't know. And even guy like Kepler, who's had a couple bad years now in a row hitting. Yeah. I'm not on this. He's not on the same level as Sano, but some of these hitters, I think the Twins are experimenting with bringing guys up like this, whoever the fuck Larnack is, yep. and Celestiano, and they got and more Garlic, of those guys, and Kirilov. Like they're bringing these guys up because guys like, well, they're number one. They're like top-rated prospects too nationally. Yeah, and it's like, well, if the rest of these guys are just gonna fucking suck, yeah, just cut the cord on some what, of them. What is the point? So, I um, actually one of my deals is uh, Carlos Correa. Oh, interesting. Um. I just, when you don't have somebody banging on the fucking trash can for you to let you know if fastball's coming or that um, heat in Houston, um, or like you don't have a buzzer on you to know what pitch is coming again, a little tougher to hit. He's done a little bit better yeah. in the last couple games. His average is up to 264. Yeah, he's coming around. One of our best hitters, actually, with that. Yeah. Uh, is Buxton hurt again? Is he? Since we're talking about twins, I don't know. I feel like he hasn't played in the last couple games. He didn't play today. Yeah, I guess. I don't think he played yesterday. <laughs> like that guy, man. It just, oh god. 
Let me double check and see if you played yesterday. I don't think you did. I'm... No, he did. Okay, I made it up. But still, maybe yeah. Just is he rest hurt? Him. Sure, rest him. He, he could have just twisted an ankle coming off the bus. Yep. So, Correa gone for me. Um, what other deals do I have? That might be it. I'm not in a super negative mood. Um, yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I have well. anything else. Let's stay positive. I'm dealing the clouds. I'm dealing the rain. It's yeah. May. I'm yeah, here it's for starting the sun. to come around here this week. Yeah. Starting to come around. 64 and sunny today. It was nice. Next was nice. Tuesday, it's supposed to be 85. I'm here for it. Yep. Uh, since the Wild are on, they're up 4 0 in the third period. 4 1. 4 1, sorry. In the third period. Um, things are looking up for Minnesota sports. Yeah. Minnesota sports. Yeah, don't uh, don't except for the chickens. except for the Timberwolves. Yeah, fucking bums. Do you want to talk about your question? I a do. Bit? So, um, we we're just texting in a group, and I I don't know where it came, but it came out of somewhere. My question is, who is the greatest Minnesota professional athlete ever? Now. What does that mean? I don't know. That's part of the question. Is it who's the greatest player that ever played here? So, like, if they were here for half a season, but they played here, is that it? Is it who had the greatest career while they're in a Minnesota uniform? Is it a mix of both? I don't know. It's kind of up to you. I did the the latter. I always get the former ladder. Mine is a combo of both, though, basically. And I don't have an answer, but I'm here for the argument. Yeah. So you asked me this earlier, and I thought first person was KG. Thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. KG might not have been the best player at his position at any point during his tenure in the NBA. Yeah. So well, he's MVP, but yeah. He's MVP, but yeah, yeah it's, it's tough with Tim Duncan. So I love KG, but I'm not sure. I thought about AP just yep. because he did have that run and that record-breaking year. I th- ran I think it's got to be Randy Moss. Yeah, I mean, he was really only here for 6 7 years. Yeah. I guess what really hurts that is his like record breaking year was with the Patriots. Yep. I don't know. I still like to think like he was at his best when he was with the Vikings. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, he was a monster for like a sustained period. Yep. But you brought up some interesting Yeah. arguments with twins players. Yeah, and it's tough because they kind of get overlooked and uh, were they ever? I don't know, but it, the it was Maurer and uh, Justin Morneau. Both of them won an MVP back to back years. Um, Maurer obviously has four uh, two now. Maurer obviously has the entire history. Grew up in Minnesota. Um, I don't think you get any bonus points for that. For this, eh, you never know. Some people might do it, but he was here for his whole career, basically. Um, Unfortunately, and MVP, his county numbers, you know, whatever. I don't personally. I don't love it. Look at the foul trouble. Um, 
And then you got Johan Santana, who I don't Loved think him. don't me too. Absolute favorite. I don't think he'd even be thought of in the top ten because it was kind of a short run, but fuck was it dominant. And I don't think anybody I brought it up after we were talking about the Cy Young thing. Nobody remembers he had two Cy Youngs here. And he, I even said I thought he had one in New York. Yeah. One was here. And then he he strikeout leader, you know, three, four years in a row. Um I, he he was dominant, man. He was so good. I got his autograph in the Metrodome when he was a relief pitcher. And I called him Luis Rivas because I thought he was Luis Rivas. <laughs> yeah, and he, he pretty, smiled and still signed my hat. Yeah, probably didn't even know English. But <laughs> um, so he was there. But I, it does come down to uh, assuming you don't go back to like Harmon Killebrew days. But Moss, AP, KG. Uh, Who else are we missing? Um, well, like you could say some of the old twins guys. Yeah, Harmon Killebrew. Harmon Killebrew. Rod Carew. Would anybody say Puckett? Oh yeah, Puckett know. was in in it. Um, he only played eleven years. Hit his career, what? But it was two World Series. If you look at his numbers, they're good, but they're not like crazy, crazy. And I don't think he was ever like an MVP guy. Yeah. Um, but he was here his entire career, so I did have Puckett up there. Um, and Any, like, Vikings defensive players we can put out there? Not, I mean, I guess John Randall, like Carl Eller back in the day. But I don't know that any of them. Brett Favre. Tarkenton, Fran Tarkenton, I yeah. just don't know enough. And then you have... Um, um, when does Adam Thielen factor in? <laughs> uh, what about Carl uh, Anthony Towns? <laughs> there, there is somebody I promise you that I would pose this question to. They'd be like, "Well, you got a factor." Well, if you think of the projection, yeah, look at the look career. at the stats. He's the best shooter. Um, Anyone the skills competition? Yeah, he's a big guy. He can, he's so skillful. You ever watched him? Nothing. I think of skill more than watching fucking Downs. You know, he just looks like he's got fucking cement shoes on. Um, uh, <laughs> that could be our breakout this week. Just fucking Downs. Um, but I do. It's got to be somebody from uh, those those three. I guess I would say. Santana was at his best when he was with the Twins. Yeah, I mean, yes. Maurer had that one year. I don't know how you could say Maurer. No, Maurer's out for me. So is Morneau. Yeah. So, I mean, here, the one argument against Moss is he wasn't the best player in the league. And every other one of those guys in the AP, KG, Santana, even Maurer and Morneau, they're all the best player in the league at one time. Moss yep. wasn't. Yep. But Moss is also, at a minimum, the second best wide receiver to ever play. I think you can make Casey's number one, but you can also make pretty good Casey's number two. Yes. Um, 
And that's probably like KG is, you know, like t- probably a top 30 player all time. Yeah. Um, AP has kind of gotten forgotten a little bit because of his transgressions and just hanging on as much as he has. Yeah. And where running backs, like nobody remembers LaDainian Tomlinson, but like the fucking guy was awesome forever. Yeah. So he kind of loses there. But I mean, AP was. He almost holds a single season record for like fucking everything rushing. And some of those games, like he, we had Vikings had some pretty bad teams that he was just making good. Yes, like some terrible quarterbacks. Terrible dude. He went to the playoffs with, well, I think it was Ponder that yeah. one year. Yeah, when he had twenty one hundred rushing yards. Ponder got hurt and they had to play Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Yeah, and it's like he single handedly. He was so fucking good. I remember back like when he was younger and it was like this is like the best running back ever. Yes. Like he was that good. Best running back I've ever seen on his yeah. peak. And it's like, yeah, he couldn't catch it, but like yeah, he was so good. So that's why I brought up AP because I've never I still haven't seen a running back as great yeah. as I think he was. And he was here for what, ten years roughly? Maybe eight eight or not. Yeah, I should actually look that up because to be because if it was only seven that's tough and like kg i don't know i think it's a good question so you're going moss no i think you kind of talked me out of it a little bit with uh like best years even for how long he was here i might now i'm leaning towards more kg ap i think the like most importance to like a, a state, like KG, I feel like for the Timberwolves is like more important than any of those guys are to any of their teams, which I don't know if that counts for anything in this, but he. Yeah, I agree. And he probably was the biggest figure, sports figure. Yes. Um, it, I don't know that his team, I don't know that he was ever on a team that was like, hey, this is the best team in the league. They did have one that was really good. But, again, it was like Shaq and Kobe were there. I mean, it's Minnesota sports, too, so it's like there's not going to be any of those. Well, except for the 15-1 and Vikes with Randy. And then the Vikes with Favre with AP that year, I think they were the favorite. Okay. So those two teams, those were the two I was specifically thinking about. Um and again, that's nitpicking. I think it's those three, though, pretty clearly. Yeah. AP, Moss, KG. And then after that, it's probably those three. After that, I might say Santana. Yeah. And, and I think some people are going to get mad at us for sort of like some of the old heads, some of the old guys, harming Killebrew lovers or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. Fuck them. What about Dar- Marion Gabrick? The face of Minnesota hockey, Zach Parisi. And what did he win? What did he? It could be uh, what, it could be uh, Kaprizov or whatever his name is. Kaprizov. He yeah. is awesome. And then he also scored a shit ton of points this year. He was top five in points. Could be Anthony Edwards. Yeah, but like Minnesota never gets that. They never get like the guy who can score and do everything. You remember Parisi was like, I'm a grinder. Yeah, it was like, well, I want, I want Ovechkin. Nah, Sid Crosby. Yeah, me too, actually. 
Oh, oh. He's kind of a whiner. <laughs> Luca? Not kind of. He's a huge whiner. Yeah. And like very feisty. Why was he going to the locker room? He's probably out of shape again. He's always out of shape. Oh, he's, oh, he's back. back. Yeah. He probably had a cramp because he's out of shape. <laughs> hey, just show up in shape, Luca. He, uh,. One more thing to Simmons. I was listening to a pod. <laughs> We're just going to make that a segment. Yep. This is what Simmons had. Check up Man, on Simmons. Holy shit. Look at that. I have taken three shots. I don't know, but I have him over 33 and a half, too. And 51 and a half. That's a foul on Biombo. Um. All right. We're doing the thing we were just talking about. Yeah. Simmons was like. I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but it was like talking about somebody making runs. He's like, well, yeah, and I mean, it's like LeBron. He didn't. He didn't make it very far in the postseason till till what he was like, and he was basically saying like, it was the weirdest thing, just how he contorts his arguments of the pure hatred he has for LeBron. It's it is Skip Bayless level hatred he has. But he's not like blatant about it, and he tries to say he doesn't have it. Where Skip is like obvious about it, yeah, and he's like trying to say he has more of it. Simmons hates LeBron more than Skip does. I one hundred percent believe that because I think Skip is like, thank God for LeBron. Yeah, because it's basically paying for like a lot of his YouTube clips. Yeah, that he's saying, and like his whole career was, or not his whole career, but like. All the stuff he's doing now and his whole persona was built around LeBron and first take at that point. Yeah. Where Simmons, I truly like. He actually just hates him. Oh, he just, just the shade. Can't get over the game six in Boston. Which one? The one with the heat. There's been a few. (laughs) Fucking bum. Yeah, that was an awesome game. All right. Calling it? Yeah. All right. Let's go Dallas. Hopefully Luka scores points. Yep. We'll check in. And gets in shape. Next week. Yep. Oh, we'll do Ozark next week. Oh, yeah. Ozark next week. Should have said that at the beginning of the pod. Yeah. We'll uh, put that in the description. Description. Get it.